Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing. I'm He Yang. Good as always to have you join us on today's show. We dive into the unforgettable moments of 2023 with Roundtable's Year in Review special as we reflect on the remarkable renewal and the resolute spirit that propel life ahead. And in the context of workplace health grievances, terms like screen face. Mouse hand and computer spine have emerged from the creativity of internet users, but what does the concept of a screen face signify in our society? For today's program, I'm joined by Xingyu in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. First on today's show. 2023 has been a year of recovery and renewal. Together, let's explore the defining moments of resilience and growth after a challenging three-year pandemic. Let's reflect on the vibrant resurgence and the resilient spirit that marked this remarkable year. And I'd like to pick the brains of Xingyu and Josh. Can you highlight some of the major sectors that stood out in terms of recovery and resurgence throughout the year? Yeah, sure.、Um, I think tourism is one of the most prominent aspects of recovery this year, especially for domestic tourism. It has really seen a remarkable resurgence. For instance, the week-long Spring Festival holiday in late January saw its passenger trips recover to 88 percent, and its tourism revenue recover to. 73% of the pre-pandemic levels, and especially for those who were not able to have a family gathering、uh, during the pandemic time, they were finally able to meet their family members、uh, after two or three years. Especially on this traditional Chinese occasion, which is typically marked by family reunions, and myself included,、uh, I think this year's Spring Festival was truly special for. That I hadn't seen my family for a long time, and I think also I took it for granted that it's the most natural occasion to have a family gathering. But now it turns out that I have realized how precious this gathering was, and also. After that, we had a May Day holiday, which saw its tourism sector fully recover to the pre-pandemic levels. And then, also in the Mid-Autumn Festival and National Day holiday, was a milestone, as both passenger trips and revenue exceeded the pre-pandemic levels. During this eight-day national holiday, there were. Over 826 million trips were made in the Chinese mainland, and top destinations like Beijing, Shanghai, Hangzhou, and also Xinjiang, these top spots across China, were flooded by visitors during the holiday. And the booming tourism also drove the high demand for flights and train tickets, hotel rooms, catering,、um, which. Really injected vitality to holiday consumption, and for me too. I think this year taking the plane and also high-speed train also felt new for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't think that until you couldn't do it for some time, and、uh, there's like a newfound, cherished feeling、yes. once you get to do it again.、Mm-hmm. And 
in a couple of months' time in the future, well, it's going to be the Spring Festival travel rush Yay. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of refreshing in a way and also made me a little bit nostalgic when you talked about what Spring Festival was mm. like uh, for the year of 2023. And it's like, yeah, buckle up. That's going to happen again and with more people out on the move. <laughs> and Josh, you as a performing artist, you've been traveling the country quite a bit as well. I mean, what is your observation when it comes to travel and tourism and all that good stuff in this country? Yeah, well, I think that China's transportation infrastructure is pretty good and it's rapidly developing. And uh, as you said, I have been lucky enough to travel around China quite a lot this year uh, for work and also um, musical performances and things like this. And I'm pretty amazed at how developed the travel infrastructure is and how quick it is. And um, I guess that it's, uh, you know, there's so many reasons why, um, but it's, it's really quite unbelievable. And even as a foreigner who, um, you know, sometimes my Chinese is okay, but I still struggle a lot, I think, with certain things, you know, at work sometimes and all sorts of like even shopping online still is difficult for me sometimes when I need specific items and um, things like this. But traveling has always been so easy, so, so easy. Um, the trains are always running on time. There's an abundance of them. And I guess one of the reasons is, is because it's just so necessary because people are traveling all the time in China. And I guess one of the reasons is also because it needs to facilitate this massive um, Chinese New Year exodus, which I'm sure we will uh, discuss at some point next year when it happens because it's always big news isn't it yes and always the day when tickets start to go on sale and that's like a huge moment um and then the relevant parties will be tracking the sales volume and trying to predict how many people are going to be on the trains and also it's a, a huge part of public policy and policy planning so that you know there are a million moving pieces that have to be in the right place so that millions and millions of Chinese people traveling at the same time can go smoothly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, what places are people planning to go in the coming months or year mm. do we know by this moment yeah um actually in this october the state council released a holiday arrangement of next year and instantly we have seen a large number of visitors or tourists they are planning their trips for next year especially the spring festival holiday that will last for eight days from february 10th to february 17th and some are planning to spend maybe nine or more days on this holiday so it's gonna be longer than the usual a week-long spring festival holiday and um, the searches for flight tickets for the spring festival holiday surged by over 40 percent according to the trap portal trip.com group and um, places like Sanya in Hainan province and Dali in Yunnan province and Beihai in the Guangxi Zhuang Autonomous Region, they are among the most searched domestic destinations mm. in China. And also people are searching for overseas destinations such as Australia, Spain and Switzerland. Mm. And also on that note, some Chinese tourists are also eager to travel overseas. Mm. You know, what about the outbound 
tourism sector. Yeah, sure. So before the pandemic, China was the world's biggest outbound travel market, and after a standstill for two years, I think we are seeing. The outbound travel and also inbound tourism in China started to recover,、uh, according to the China Tourism Academy. Overseas destinations received a total of 40 million visitors from the Chinese mainland during the first half of 2023, especially during. Holidays like the Spring Festival holiday and National Day holiday, and also according to Trip.com, from January to October, the inbound tourism orders increased by 125 percent compared to the same period last year.、Mm. And Josh, what would be your travel story in 2023? Well, I went to Yunnan Province this year. Um, I went on tour with my band, and I went to、um, six cities in Yunnan, and it was very busy because we basically went to a different city every day. But it was one of the most amazing experiences of my whole life—not just this year, just to see、um, all of the beauty that Yunnan has to offer, and all of the food. And I love mountains so much.、Um, I've always loved them, and I've I've always been a pretty Um, big climber. So when I went to、uh, Shangri-La and Lijiang, and just to、mm. see the the beauty of those places was just pretty overwhelming. To be honest, I, I didn't realize、um, that China, as chi- China just is always full of surprises, and and when it comes to nature and things like this, it's it, it can shock. I think anybody, right? It's just got so much to offer. It's just so diverse because of how vast it is, and. I, I just didn't realize that that kind of place existed. That kind of greenery, those kinds of animals,、um, all of it was just so、uh, amazing. And the food as well there was was stunning. So it's difficult to sum it up in as one place. But my my trip to Yunnan, I think, is definitely my highlight travel.、Yeah. My travel highlight of the year. And what a departure from your. Everyday work life in Beijing and doing the show with us—it's <laughs> good to take a break, I guess, <laughs> and experience the difference. No, I missed you all so much that week. Oh,、yes. yeah, yeah, you did, <laughs> and we missed you when you weren't on the show. <laughs> yeah, and what about you, Xingyu? You've been all over the place, actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember one Monday, and then you came in, and you're like. You know, in a really casual way, saying, <laughs> "Yeah, I was in such was and such place," and I was like, "That's miles away. That's a different province." But yeah, was it me? <laughs> okay, so I think this year I've definitely traveled more than the previous years. I have been to Hangzhou. And also Shanghai, Nanjing, and also to South Korea and places <laughs> in Hebei Province, like the city of Chengde.、Mm. Um, but I think the most memorable one has to be the trip that I made to my hometown.、Oh. <laughs> Especially after COVID, I think the lessons that I've learned is that health is definitely. 
important, but also family. I've got to realize how important family is. So I think I need to spend more time with my family. So during multiple public holidays, I did when go back home to meet my family members in Shenyang, Shenyang, northeastern yes. part of China. And Shenyang is getting a lot of love from internet oh, users right. the, this year, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So we are seeing a lot of younger generation. They are spending their weekend in Shenyang to enjoy the local food and culture. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy to see that. Yes. Mm. Well, once a locality has a specialty to offer and it sort of rises in uh, internet fame, and then you know you, you attract a lot of young people who want to go, and and that's that's really nice. I think <laughs> as long as you know yeah. you behave, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's great to see people uh, traveling and having a really good time, that kind of thing. And for me, my travel story of 2023 would have to be my business trip to Malaysia on behalf wow. of Roundtable yeah. and collecting an award and uh, to give a speech at Radio Days Asia, one of the biggest international events in our field, and engaging with professionals from diverse countries not only broadens our industry perspectives, but also cultivates a rich cross-cultural exchange of ideas and it fosters new ideas innovation possibly and uh, collaboration on a global scale and in essence these post-pandemic travel experiences serve as a powerful reminder that we're not isolated entities but integral parts of a larger interconnected world and it offers opportunities for meaningful connections personal growth and a shared commitment to address global challenges and these are things or my takeaways from that trip which all becomes so much more special in a mm. way like after what we've all gone through in the last few years and one other sector that comes to mind and uh, it's something we've talked about quite a few times on roundtable because it's eye-popping the numbers are astonishing and that's <laughs> just the live performance industry has seen that much needed revival and possibly even growth as well so Xinyu, what do you know about that and do you have the figures for us too Mm, yeah, sure. So in the first three quarters of this year, the number of commercial performances like concerts, music festivals, live shows, theaters was over 342,000. So it increased by about 278% compared with last year, according to um, China Association of Performing Arts. Um, and especially for younger generations, concerts and outdoor music festivals were particularly popular this year. In the first three quarters, there were 1,137 large-scale concerts and music festivals held in China, and a total audience of 11 million people were seen watching or going to these concerts and outdoor music festivals. I remember a, a friend of mine who is a big fan of May Day, you know, a hugely popular band from the Taiwan region that held tours across Chinese cities, which 
I think each show was huge, hugely popular, and she literally traveled to five or six cities following the footsteps of uh, this band. And I wonder how she got the tickets. You know, it's really hard, especially this year, to snatch a ticket. I also wanted to get a ticket for Mayday and uh, JJ Lin's concerts, but I failed. So I think, especially this year, we're seeing a trend of these young people. They travel. They're willing to travel to different. Places in China to、uh, support their idol and see the concerts in person. Yes,、mm. funny that you brought that up because I couldn't get tickets either. Like we've <laughs> exchanged this conversation in the office, but guess what? I managed to finally snatch up a ticket to go see Zhang Huimei next year. Wow! In January. Wow! So Jealous. It, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly, I'm really grateful. And、uh, yeah, because if you can't get the tickets here in Beijing, then I thought I'll just try my luck if she's holding a concert elsewhere. And finally. I got it. So if you don't see me on the show、uh, in January, <laughs> you know where I am. It's gonna be great. And Josh, I have a personal fondness of a band called Axis Neptune. I've seen them live a few times, and this year they've got a new album out. I was just wondering.、Um, Yeah, how do you feel about all this、um, touring and you know people having an intensified interest in seeing live performances? Yeah,、uh, well, thank you for the plug and、uh, the advertisement of my album. Um, uh, I mean, how do how do we feel about it?、Um, I think that it's definitely quite encouraging. I think. Uh, musicians and artists and performing artists really thrive on having a music scene where they can perform regularly. And when this doesn't exist for whatever reason, it means that those artists are more likely to go to those cities, literally, physically to those cities, like any industry where they have the opportunity to do so. And I think that the the music industry, especially, is kind of special in that way because it requires. To, it requires to,、um, a location where they can have performances. This is why there are cities around the world that are really famous for live music. It's because they have venues that put on big shows and they're well equipped for it. So it's really encouraging that China is having more、uh, live performances. I think it's great for music fans. It's great for musicians.、Uh, it's industry. It's great for tourism. So I, I mean, obviously, it's important for me, but I think just for Culture in general、mm-hmm. is great, and we—I think we need even more of it, to be honest. Yes, and we'd love to see more options out there. And I think, as you know, concert goers or just consumers of entertainment and all these great leisure activities, there's the demand. People are hungry for this stuff, but it's also like you know. Can we get high quality and a wide array of choices? And that is something we'd like to see. And one other sector that we've seen resilience and renewal would be retail and consumption. And、mm. in this year, what do the numbers say in this sector? 
Yeah, well, according to the data provided by the National Bureau of Statistics, in the first 10 months of 2023, retail sales topped 38 trillion yuan. So that's up nearly 7% compared with last year. And consumption contributed to 83.2% of the economic expansion in the first three quarters of the year. And it accounted for 4.4 percentage points of the GDP growth rate in China. Yeah, I think that economic revival in general has been a theme, not just in China, but internationally, obviously post-pandemic. And uh, there was a massive global economic turndown during this time. But I think China really has had a pretty remarkable recovery. And, you know, we know that the country's GDP growth has, has, has been fueled by this this strong domestic consumption. So it's really important. And it's the same in my own country as well, actually. There's been a similar economic rebound in the United Kingdom um, uh, because of consumer spending. Um, and sectors like retail, hospitality and tourism have been bolstered. And um, it's something that needs to happen. Um, and also it's a it's a pretty positive thing for everybody so uh, i i think that it's a pretty common trend internationally yes and it's definitely something that all countries and people are paying attention to if you read international politics and economics because we're all connected in this global world these days and um it's like if one economy booms and then it helps other economies as well, especially if you're trade partners. And uh, usually, you know, the effect is felt at different corners of the world in unexpected ways. So yes, we hope that uh, the economy can do better. And certainly as a citizen of the country, you'll you'll definitely feel it. What else I would like to share with you is, uh, yes, and we've received some fantastic input from our wonderful listeners on your story of recovery and resilience in 2023. Now let's share some of the insights and perspectives of our audiences who have brought it to the table. And this is from Elk. Hello, Ron Table. I'm Elk. From my point of view, 2023, the year of the rabbit, is a year full of health, growth, and harvest. Though some painful days are inevitable, it is still a relatively fortunate year. And I would like to share three recovery moments were the unforgettable moments of this year. Firstly, on April, the one day I just finished the interview part of the postgraduate examination, my mother texted me on WeChat asking if I missed home or not. I replied that maybe a little, and then she I asked her about the same question. She said, I miss you. At that moment, I couldn't control my tears as I was moved by my mother's love. And the second one is on the Labor Day. Uh, it's a traveling moment in Nanjing since it's our first time to see pandas so closely. And they're just before our eyes. Watching these national fires, it's a magic moment. And lastly, it's my first experience to watch talk shows uh, just in December. And the actors narrate their stories happy or unhappy in a humorous way. 
and it's a good time to relax ourselves and at least think about some phenomenon in our society. And lastly, I also hope that the students will recover from the harsh days, unite as one, and look forward to the new year and to the bright future. Thank you very much. Yes, and also I'd like to share two more of our listeners' comments from our CGTN Radio Sina Weibo page. This is from <laughs> 一双眼睛两条腿. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose it's a he said, After the end of COVID-19, everything has returned to calm and everyone's life has slowly returned to the right track. And I was hired finally by my desired employee, a hospital. And also, I focused on working and studying hard. I went to Dali with my loved ones, which mm. is a place where many people aspire to. And I T says, the mask is gone with COVID and I'm really happy to see the crowds in the streets. All the entrances of the communities are open 24 hours, 365 days, which is really much more efficient than what it used to be for some time. Thank you so much for connecting with Roundtable and a big shout out to all our fantastic listeners who've joined this discussion and conversation. Your input is invaluable and we appreciate the ideas and opinions that you've shared with us.